have won five out of six since the bye week, but just could not, could not pull it out in the face of injury, stone hands, uh, potential questionable coaching decisions. Like a double reverse to a running back who had not played yet in the game. And it all adds up to a Browns loss. 29-12 at Mile High Stadium or whatever the hell they call that place. Empower Field. Whatever. You can empower these nuts. <laughs> these nuts? Ha! Browns fall 29-12 to the Broncos. They fall to 7-4 and four on the season. Don't look now, but the Broncos are a problem now in the AFC playoff. Uh, um, yeah, the Browns minutia. Broncos not, country, let's ride. The Browns <laughs> have up until now have not had a team within the AFC dropping the head-to-head hammer on them. Really, yeah. The do. Broncos have uh, the Broncos started one in five. They've won five in a row. They got. 70 dropped on them including early games. including wins over Kansas City yep Cleveland uh and Buffalo Buffalo yeah so they've beaten good teams during this stretch yeah so too. this is no flub I mean Mm-mm. they're uh we now have to worry about them they're nipping at our heels yeah anyway this is the uh LOTL Browns post game show uh I'm Dan and here with Steven and uh you want to go and uh, uh, introduce our guest? Yeah, so my esteemed younger brother, Matthew, is Ooh, esteemed. here. He's been around esteemed or literally esteemed? all over the world Both. this year. Oh, yeah. Um, but he is back with it being Thanksgiving weekend, and we are great to have you. Matt? It is an honor and a privilege to be here amongst you fine gentlemen. Shout out, LOTL. Shout out. Yeah. Veronica Foytu, shout out yeah. Kate Coulter, who's been a regular listener. Yeah. He will be very excited about this. Anyway. Shout out. It's a pleasure. Shout out to them. Shout out MB. Shout out MB. And I'm, staying at, I'm staying at the MB&B at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Inside jokes for oh, you man. fun listeners. All right. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah, the Browns lost. Yippee. Great. We get to talk about it. Um right. How was it traveling the world? Um, freaking sweet. The last 
When did you when did you guys start? We started we went internationally January of twenty twenty three. We went okay. January fourth to New Zealand and then we've been nonstop. I got back the day before Thanksgiving. Jeez. Uh how many yeah. different countries? We went to the th- 30, 32, 33, something I'd have to get put. It's insane. Absolutely insane. We're the luckiest people in the world. Reality is now closing yeah. in on me yeah. now that it's it's here. Now I have no money. Uh, I have no money, <laughs> no job, no prospects. I mean, it's, it's been like 10 countries in Australia and Asia, 10 in Africa, roughly, and not throw on another 10 in, eight in Europe, and then a couple in the Americas, too. It's just an unbelievable event. And, you know, if you follow, was it Matthew and Veronica At on Matt dot and dot Veronica on, <laughs> on Instagram. the Insta page, Veronica with a K, right? With a K, with That's a right. K, very, very important. With yeah. a K, K. Yeah, you can take a look at all their adventures. <laughs> That's uh, right. They, they posted um, a bunch of stuff. You got all the um, reels edited with all of the tenacity of an aging millennial who doesn't actually know it. Hell yeah, what he's doing. Your, mis- your most yeah, recent brother. trip to come back here was a 24-hour venture from Colombo, Sri Lanka. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I flew from <laughs> I flew from Sri Lanka, 12 hours to Istanbul, and then I f- sat there for 18 hours, and then I <laughs> oh <my God>. slept <laughs> slept there for 18 hours, and then I flew to Chicago, which was another 12, and then I had a layover there for like six or seven. I got lunch with my buddy, and then uh, another hour to Cleveland and here you I woke am. up and played football I woke up and played football seven hours later it was great and I'm still Wild. sore four days later yeah. because I'm an old man and his team well I mean that that, too. that I can imagine we won. That's right. I can imagine like 48 hours of travel basically didn't <laughs> this help this diet but it was That's, good yeah hey well it's great to have you back I'm stoked uh, to be back Cleveland's the best yeah um yeah I don't know I really don't know where to begin with this um look I Obviously, you don't like losing. I didn't have a particularly great feeling going into today. Um, I bet the Browns. Good enough uh, to bet the Browns. Well, <laughs> how many times have I bet against the Browns this year? Respect. Ah, uh, boy. Um, not many. Once. Yeah. I think away many. at Baltimore, which oddly enough we covered. Yeah. And won outright. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and actually, betting on the Browns has been kind of fruitful this year. So sure. yeah, the Browns have been one of the best teams uh, against the spread. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't have a really good feeling about this game. Um, you know, we always talk about Baltimore and Pittsburgh being like a house of horrors for the Browns. Their record actually just flat out against Denver and uh, at Denver is almost just as atrocious as it is Pittsburgh and Baltimore. It's pretty bad. We never win. Now, we did. I think, I think we did – Last game we played against Denver, I think was that the COVID year? We played there two no, I think it was the year before. We played there two years in a row. We beat them there in twenty eighteen. I think we lost in twenty nineteen. Yes. I believe so. Twenty the last game we played against them was the game Dearness Johnson had like two hundred yards and, and clinched the game out. That yes. was at home. Yes, that was uh when we had Case Keenum at quarterback. Uh that was twenty twenty one. Yeah, that was after Baker uh tore his labrum. Um and missed a game and then came back. But so. Um, yeah, recent history has been fifty-fifty, but if you go over the course of history, it's pretty ugly. Yeah, something, something, Elway, something, some kind oh, of drive. Horse I don't face, know. yeah, horse <laughs> face, yeah. Field goal that won the game that some wasn't kind of, good. Yeah, yeah. Wide right, something cost yeah. us a Super Bowl. Anyway, I'm not bitter. No, not even though that was what was that eighty-six? We were not alive. Sure weren't. Wait, what was the, the drive? Eighty-six or eighty-seven? January eleventh of nineteen eighty-seven. It was 
so eight it, days before yeah. I was born. We were neither of us were alive. All three of us. I was, <laughs> don't mean to. I was. Mean, I, I was. I was eight you, years you from being a yeah, mistake. You weren't. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even a twinkle. <laughs> Afterthought. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I don't know. It, it's weird to call a game in the NFL a scheduling loss, but it was like. I don't know. The Bron- we we had this game circled as a win three weeks ago, and yeah, just, that was a Denver is just they're they're playing a lot better and listen secretly like, like under the radar. Russell Wilson's actually had a very good season. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, eh, he's kind he, of been ca- he's kind of been captain checkdown, but um, <laughs> I mean, hey, they said they, they started one and five. They're now six and five. They've won five in a row, and they haven't exactly played cupcakes in that five game winning no streak, so. not at all like we already you know outlined yeah so so hey good for them great they're now a game behind us and own the tiebreaker so yeah, yeah great well i'll say this before we get into uh diving into this game next week is a must win for the browns my An opinion nfc game wow yes really well because after that uh we come home and we host jacksonville it's it's very real possibility that the browns could lose three in a row it's not impossible and if they especially lose, given all the guys that are out, I mean, my goodness. Well, that's another thing we got to get into. Uh, how many guys did we get hurt in this game? DTR yeah. hurt out concussion. That was confirmed by Stefanski. He has a concussion. Uh, Amari Cooper came out because he took a helmet direct to the ribs. Um, his they his X rays were negative, but it's ribs. You never know. I mean, he could wake up with bruised ribs and not be able to breathe, and yeah. he might not be able to play. Yeah. Uh, Miles Garrett. I mean, come on. Miles, if Miles Garrett's out for any length of time, just uh, turn out the lights. The party's over. Is yeah. there any actual update on that yet? I saw that. So he tweet. said, yeah, he said he needed, he said he felt something pop in his shoulder. Not great. Uh, not he, would, he was in a sling in the post game. Um, he said he doesn't know the extent of it. Obviously, they're going to get tests done. Uh, but yeah, it's not great. Got it. He stayed in the game and he played, but he, he basically played with one arm. Like his. Yeah. Was it his? I think it was his left arm, basically just hung down by his side for the rest of the game. Um, yeah, it's just not good, and not to mention all the guys that were already down. You Denzel know. Ward was out. Yeah, we had like what three or four guys out in our secondary. Den- the yeah, game Denzel game. Ward was out. Uh, Anthony Walker is still out. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, we're still playing with backup tackles. Obviously, we know Nick Chubb is out. Deshaun Watson is out. Um, it's, you know, I thought that the one thing that was going to derail the Browns this year was exactly what we're dealing with right now. We're still seven and four. We're still we're still in the thick of it. But injuries, man, it's something you can't account for. It's something you can't predict. And we've gotten bashed with injuries all season. And you think about and it. And the key players, too. Yeah, you think about it. Our offense. Our offense, we've lost both tackles, both starting tackles. Yep. Uh, our best player on the team in our running back. And yep. s- say whatever you want, whatever your opinion is, our franchise quarterback. Yep. Out for the year. Who proved that he you know, was playing two times this season, two times you, two times you felt like he was finally starting to play to the potential uh, that he showed right. in Houston. Was the game the against Titans? Tennessee yep. hurt, and then this game and against Baltimore, Baltimore, where he actually played the second half of the game with a broken shoulder. 
and played maybe the best half of his whole NFL career. Yeah. Given the circumstances, being on the road, divisional game, literally Behind not by two touchdowns going to fourth. Literally play. not having an incomplete pass in the second half. I mean, it's an uphill battle. And for that reason alone, you know, I was going to come on here and you know, I wanted to talk and I wanted to berate the decision by the head coach for that stupid ass double reverse <laughs> Uh, you know, double not only not only a double reverse. They called a double reverse, but the pitch was to our third string running back who hadn't played a down yet. Deep into the third quarter. Yep. You know, my my Mike was me and Mike got into an argument. He's like, "Well, you can't expect that uh, guys uh, aren't able to catch a pitch on a reverse." My my opinion is. As a head coach and as a play caller, it's your job to put your players in the best possible position to be successful. How is throwing a pitch on a reverse to a guy who hadn't played a down yet putting him in a position to be successful? Yeah. I get it. It's it's It should be very easy. You should be able to catch a pitch. But for the circumstances, I I don't know. Yeah, I if, just, you're gonna be, if you're going to be bringing, bringing trickery onto the field, you probably want warm hands out there feeling, feeling somebody who's, who's – you know, got their legs under him. I feel yeah. that. And listen, I you, you and you see all the discord on social media. It's like people who people who support Stefanski, and I actually have come around on Stefanski. I am a Stefanski supporter now. That doesn't mean that we can't criticize For a sure. decision that he makes. I thought Stefanski called a great game plan last week against Pittsburgh. I thought he called an equally bad game today against Denver. Listen, the Denver Broncos have the worst rush defense in the NFL. The first Browns 10 offensive plays today, eight of them were passes. I mean, that's been a recurring Stefanski criticism forever. Is yeah. not running the ball enough. Like, yeah. And that continues to be probably the biggest criticism against him, in my opinion. But, you know. Yeah, and then when they did start running the ball, they started running it really well. Yep. And, I listen, I would give DTR credit. DTR, in the second and the third quarters before he got injured – Started to play very well. Um, you know, we've we've got a we've got a major problem with the drops on this team. Tremendously major. And th- this whole the whole execution, you can say what you want about the game planning, you can say what you want about the play calling. I don't think it mattered today. The team just didn't execute continuously. Well, it's it's clear that and, well, it's clear that they were not ready to play, uh, because they were down in the fourteen nothing hole in the first quarter. You can't, you can't do that on the road. That's got to stop, too. Like, that's And that's not the first time they've done that this year. The whole So, basically, the way you beat the Cleveland Browns, every single thing that's on your checklist of how to beat the Browns happened today. Score more get, points than get the Browns. A lead, well, yes, yes. obviously. <laughs> get a, get a you lead, pinpointed it. Get a lead early in the game. Yep. Broncos did that. Yep. Turn the Browns over. Broncos did that three times today. Preferably... Deep inside Cleveland territory, which happened again on that that pitch play. Which I got to be honest with you, I actually kind of agree with Mike. I I didn't have a big problem with the play call. And if you watch that play back, when number twenty gets the ball, there was only one player on the right side of the field for Denver. There was a potential for that to be a really big play. And you know, again, you could say, okay, maybe somebody else should have been the one taking that ball, but like. I'm you just, gotta execute, and it's I'm just, just not. I'm just not for. I, I'm. I'm just not for running uh, trick plays when you don't need to run them. 
it was a five-point game at the time. I mean, I didn't think the timing was bad at all, quite frankly. But but you love a good trick play. I do. You were, you were, really we were did. watching we were watching the Eagles game, and you were def- when when the the Bills got the ball in overtime. You were telling me how they should go for a surprise onside. It was the time to do it. <laughs> you, you, love, you love a I good. I mean, it's not exactly <laughs> easy to recover an onside kick in a downpour. You know? Steven Stefano lives for a good onside kick. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's uh he probably thought the he probably thought the RG three flea flicker in his own end zone into triple coverage was a good play call too. Yeah, well, you should never throw into triple coverage. <laughs> they should sign RG three right now. Listen, my 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 opinion my 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 whole thing on the 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 reverse that was not a reverse that was a fumble that was recovered and and converted into a touchdown. Um, or was it a touchdown? Was it converted into a touchdown? Well, yeah, yes, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The third yeah, down yeah. play was originally score. called out of bounds, but it was actually a fantastic catch by number eighty-two. Yep. Um, I just don't like call. I just don't like that call there. You've been listen. If if you have, if you were doing nothing on offense at that point, okay, throw caution to the wind, and do whatever. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. They were running the ball really well, and it was a one-score game. Continue to run the ball. And maybe do some play action. I, I'm not. I'm, just, I'm not for trickeration in that in that spot. Trickeration. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Trickeration. Is that a word? <laughs> trickeration. Yeah. Well, we That's can a- agree to disagree on this point, but what we can definitely agree on is that the Browns have a major hands problem. Yeah. Multiple players. I mean, we can pick on David Njoku number one because he's just been ridiculously terrible with yes drops lately. But yep. like, and then even Amari Cooper. That listen. I agree with you. We can we can disagree on that uh, reverse call and probably some other calls in the game. What I will say, and I didn't say this out loud when I was watching with my brothers and my dad, when Amari Cooper dropped that two-point conversion to tie the game, I knew the game was over. Ooh. Well, the Browns didn't score again after that, so you weren't off base. And, and listen, I usually am not one to – uh, chase points if it's not the fourth quarter. Right. I was actually in favor of doing that. I yeah, I agree with the call to go for two. But and listen, the play call was fine. The execu- the execution up until you know when the ball hit Amari Cooper's hands and and people were saying, oh, the the pass was low. I don't care. He had both hands underneath it. He's Amari Cooper. He's gonna make the catch. He has right. to make that catch. And he dropped it. And I was like, oh great. And then. Like you said, and I think it was before it was before that, but David and Joku dropped a. Uh, it was on that drive, actually. I think David and Joku dropped the touchdown pass. Yeah, uh, I think the very next play they came back and they hit Harrison Bryant, which was the the touchdown that got us to twelve. It was the only touchdown we scored. So, um, yeah, I, it's it's just super frustrating. And for last week, I could maybe give them a little bit of a pass because. You're catching balls now from a different quarterback, and say what you want about DTR, he has almost no touch on his passes. <laughs> He's trying to throw the ball as hard as he possibly can yeah. every time he throws it. Laser beams. That's not an excuse, especially this week. But, yeah, I I don't know. So we talk about this a lot, the ratio of pass versus run. And usually if run is more or if it's close, Browns have a very good win percentage. Today, the Browns passed the ball 42 times. They only ran it 24 times. Matthew, I'm going to throw up you a big bone here. Throw it to me. 
Jerome Ford needs to get the ball more. Oh, yeah. Cincinnati oh, grad. Cousin Jerome. boy. Oh, Cousin Jerome oh. needs to get the ball more. He Absolutely. Feed him. He had over seven yards of carry today, but he only got nine carries. This is what I'm talking That's about. That's terrible. This is what I'm talking about. Why are you it. running a reverse to Pierre Strong, <laughs> who's his backup's backup, yeah. when he's knocking off 10 yards a clip or whatever the hell you just read off? Yeah, 7.2. He had nine carries for 65 yards. Got to feed the man. Got to feed the man. Yeah, those Cincy boys know how to run. Uh, Bearcat. Right. Playoff playoff making Cincinnati Bearcat Cousin, alumni. Cousin uh, Jerome, baby. Yeah, Cousin yeah. Jerome. No, it's true. They got to run the ball more. They always have to run the ball more. Um, yeah, that's the, the, and I wonder, I actually wonder too, like just in general, like when you, what you read just now about stats with like the team that runs the ball more is winning or whatever, like just in general, I, I imagine game script wise, if you're running the ball more, it means you're up more. It means you're, you know, you know, you have the ability, you're not throwing because you're not playing from behind, like it, probably in general. It lends itself to that. Yeah. Yes. Cause yeah. if you're losing, particularly in the second half, you have to throw the ball more. Okay. But again, hundred percent, but again, First 10 plays of the game against yeah, the worst right. rush defense in the NFL, we threw eight times. Yeah, they should That's inexcusable. It's not very smart. It almost seems like the Browns coaching staff outthought themselves. Like we yeah. had to like try to trick them and in that's order what, to that's, score. And that's and, what they do win. sometimes. Now listen, critici- it sounds like I'm criticizing a lot. Kevin Stefanski, I thought, I think has done his best coaching job of any of his, of his four seasons here. For sure, no doubt. He's been more good than bad. Yep. Just look at the record. We're seven and four. We've had wins on the road at Baltimore. We've beaten Pittsburgh. We've beaten Cincinnati. Uh, we beat San Francisco when they looked uh, absolutely, uh, yeah, you know, beast really mode. Uh, what else? There's there's another good win we had in there this season. Who else? Uh, What'd you say? Pittsburgh, San Fran, Baltimore. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Baltimore Cincy, Cincy at the time. Yeah. San Fran. Next after that would be Indianapolis. Yeah. Okay. I, I named them all. Hey, four good. I wins. guess Indy we'll six and Indy Indy's six good. and five. In, Indy's yeah. When you beat them Winning on the record, road, they're not a bad team. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, listen, I said it last week when we beat Pittsburgh. Kevin Stefanski for me, if they were, if they would have announced last this past Monday that Kevin Stefanski signed a four-year contract extension, I would be great. I, I would be like, great. That's awesome. But there is some bad with it, and I thought that was today. I thought he had probably one of his probably his worst coached games of the season. I didn't think the team was ready to play. I didn't think they were focused. How many times did we line up offsides? Oh, jeez. We had we had four offsides penalties. It seemed like today. That's bad. They had eight penalties in total for seven yards. We had a fa- a false start on a QB. Well, excuse me, a tight end sneak. <laughs> why are we sneaking with the tight end anyway? Because we've done it all year with Harrison Bryant. I don't know why. Don't, don't like, I can't question. even hold on to the ball. Like I don't understand why we continue to do that. And then on fourth down, remember he he uh, he fumbled the the snap. Not shocking again. I just, I don't know why he's on the team. Quite frankly, I don't know. Listen, hey, he caught the touchdown. Today. There's good, there's bad with One Stefanski. Catch for two yards and a touchdown. Seven, fa- seven fantasy points, man. Yeah. There's more, there's more good than bad. Um, and I just, we need to stop this discourse on. 
People who support Stefanski say that anytime somebody criticizes him, they want him fired. And uh, people who are just, uh, you know, Stefanski truthers, uh, you know, people who say people who say that the folks that support him are Stefanski truthers. Uh, you know, there has to be. We have to meet in the middle. Yeah, for sure. It, That's ridiculous. The the extremism, which is popular in all aspects of life nowadays. Yep. And we're talking about it with the head coach of the football team. It it needs to stop because like everything with level-headed individuals, the answer lies somewhere in the middle. And for me with Stefanski, it lies middle to good. It's not even middle. I think he's been good this year. I think he's overall he's been and my brother says he always brings up the fact that oh, he's the best and I, and I give it to him every time. He's like, oh, he's the best coach we've had since 99. I'm like, um, <laughs> high praise. Um, okay. Like, is, does he deserve an award for that? Because, <laughs> I mean, who, who are we comparing so that, him to? So that makes me wonder, who is number two on this list? Is it Butch Jones or is it Romeo Cornell? I mean, Butch Davis. Uh, Butch Davis. Butch Jones. Jones. He would have been the best. I'm still thinking Bearcats here. That's right. Go Cats, baby. Um. I'm I'm presuming it's gonna have to be one of those two. What about like it's gotta be Chud? He got he got Chud a raw, one he, got, he got a raw he got Chud a raw got deal. He got a raw deal. He got a raw deal. Yep. Um, it's got it's got to be honestly. it's got to be Butch Davis. Butch Davis went to the playoffs. Yeah, I guess it's true. Romeo didn't go to the playoffs. Canel's best team actually had. Well, they didn't go to the playoffs. They won more games actually. Yeah, they had that ten and six no playoffs. Season. Yeah, lol. True. Yeah, if it wasn't for uh, freaking Derek Anderson throwing four interceptions against Cincinnati in Week 15. Oh, Derek Anderson, the best quarterback we've had since '99. <laughs> um, who was That's the coach? In, who was it's the coach not, in 2014? Baker. Was it Mike Patton? Uh, 2014 was Pat. Yeah, and we started yeah, seven right. and four. Yeah, started yeah. seven and four, and then Jimmy blew up the season by putting Manziel in. Over Did he only get one year too, Patton? No, he had three three years, I think. Twenty. No, he had, he had twenty. No, he had to have been fired after 2015 because he got two. Jackson was one in 31. Oh my gosh! Don't say his name. Well, who was, who was the coach in 13? Pat Shermer. Oh no, I think it no Chud was I think was 13. Oh man! And then Patton got 14 and 15. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Pat Shermer, Coach Flynn Flam. Oh my gosh! Oh, Shermer God. was the worst. I mean, Throwing and catching is very important. When, oh, oh, oh. When Shermer did a pooch <laughs> I can't remember. I, I just remember the one Browns game I went to that year. They he did a a, a pooch punt from like the opposing thirty. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm done with this guy. This guy's got to get fired. I got. I got. Now that we brought up Pat Shermer, I got. I got to play this. <laughs> of course, there's an ad. No free ads on LOTL. <laughs> you hate to see it. Yeah, I can't have that. Got to pay for those. You pay for this. He's very ready, end quote. Well, statistically, that would not... Pat Shermer quotes. Oh, I have a feeling that... You know, when we put the thing together, we'll, we'll try to keep the best players. <laughs> Do things outside the rules, you get penalized. <laughs> Teach our guys to play by the rules. Throwing and catching is very important. <laughs> 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 
think it's important on defense that you prevent the score. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. <laughs> There's reasons why we feel good about the receivers we have here. There's reasons for it. I think this one might be the best one. Yep, it's coming up. You're in third and long because you didn't do something right on first and second down. <laughs> You're in third and long because you didn't do something right on first and second down. That was our head coach, ladies and gentlemen. And he wasn't even the worst one we've had since 99. That's but true. I, I got to say, the, the one that's most apropos to today is throwing and catching is important. Throwing and catching yeah, is important. it is very bad. important. Jeez. Defense Man. needs to prevent the scores. Yeah. Also, pretty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the problem this is when when the offense is turning over and setting it up with the other team up in their red zone, and it doesn't yeah. help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Browns What's, defense has been dealing with that in many games this year. Yeah, who's 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 the worst since now? Is it is it Shermer or is it Kitchens or am it's I forgetting Hugh, somebody? It's Hugh oh, it's Hugh Jackson. It's Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. Obviously, Jackson. I'm obviously. Listen, that, that's, listen. That's no debate. Listen, right. I will give Hugh Jackson a like the slightest bit of a pass because it's so obvious that the Browns were trying to lose. That's true. Those first couple seasons he was here. But my God, one and 31. And I'll tell you who the one was, the San Diego Superchargers. That's right. right. (laughs) Los Angeles Superchargers. The pierogi Prince of Parma. (laughs) <laughs> uh, what's his face? Uh, Jamie Meter getting his big bear paw up to block straight. that kick. Damn straight. Damn straight. Uh, who was the kicker back then for the Chargers? Uh, that Mike was probably it was probably Money Bad. It was probably Badgley. I don't know. It could have been. So this was 2015. It probably was Cyphers. Actually, Badgley probably wasn't in yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter. It yeah. Was, yeah, they that's that's only the Chargers could lose to the one could be the one in one thirty one. Yeah. <laughs> He's the, yeah, the Paul Heyman. He is the one in one and thirty one. Yeah. Unfathomable. Um Yeah. I mean, what do you say? So anyway, I mean I don't really want to go through any more of this game. It was bad. Um we are very banged up at the moment yep. as far as injuries goes. I don't know who's going to play. Uh, next Sunday. I am fairly confident that we're going to get the elite quarterback. That's Jolton Joe Flacco. Flack attack. That's right. The Flack attack. Jumping Joe. That's right. Uh, Joe Flacco, I think. And one of the reasons why I do think that is so the Browns are going from Denver to L.A. They are not flying back to Cleveland this week. They are spending the week out in L.A. They're practicing at UCLA. Um, and oh, Flacco, Flacco was on the sidelines in Denver. I didn't know that practice squad players traveled for on game day. So, because they can't play, they're on the practice squad. Elite it's, players do. <laughs> right. Listen, if Joe Flacco comes in and leads the Browns to a Super Bowl, he's the goat over Tom Brady. Joe, my goodness, that was a good throw, Flacco. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hold on. I got something. I got something. Hold on. Yeah, that would make him the goat. I agree. He's still elite, frankly. He's never dropped off. I would say he's got to be... Do you think Joe Flacco's a Hall of Famer? It's so sad that we're he's considering a Super Bowl... that, he has, that he even could be. Like, it's insane. I say no. He's a Super Bowl champion. He really shouldn't be. 
especially in just the past friendly league with like so many guys that have number like yeah like great th- numbers and whatever else like is Stafford a Hall of Famer like that's the thing like if uh you, yes I gotta actually, be right? I actually think Stafford is a Hall of Famer he has to be uh, yeah. if, if Flacco's in the conversation to make the Hall of Fame you have to be considered one of the top players at your position at the time when you're Career is it? Which peak. Stafford and never has been. Yeah, I don't think Stafford or Flacco, and Flacco never qualifies has been. for that. Quite but frankly. like, oh, I think there were years where Flack where, where Stafford was considered top five in the NFL quarterback. But the fact that we have to really rack our brains oh, sure. for like no, maybe he was top five yeah. is crazy. That we're like, and he's definitely a Hall of Famer. You know? And I do and think Flacco's worse yeah, than him. I, I and I do think Stafford was a top five quarterback the year that the Rams won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I do too. He had that good of a year, but he was kind of in and out his yeah. whole career. And now he's been he's just been battling injuries. Yeah, it's the true. difference here between yeah. Stafford and Flacco. Joe Flacco had a defense. Matthew yeah, Stafford did sure. not have a defense. That's for true. Almost his whole career. That's true. Wait, hold on. Did you say Joe Flacco? the greatest dave portnoy clip of all time i think i think that was uh do you remember the um was it the was it the afc championship the year that they won the super bowl when flacco hit that like not hail mary but that deep pass in denver Uh, oh i remember that it's a jacoby jones yeah, yes. I think that's what that video is from because I'm pretty sure Portnoy had a sizable bet on the Ravens in that game. <laughs> and the Ravens looked dead. There was like 20 seconds left and they had no timeouts. And somehow yeah. they hit that play. Yep. And what was it, a field goal at the end? Or I, I don't remember. Something like, like that, yeah. It yeah. was, yeah, the, the bomb didn't go for a touchdown, I don't think. No. But it, but they weren't, it, it put them deep in field goal range. It's so um, crazy. Flacco's yeah. Hall of Fame resume is like Nick Foles' Hall of Fame resume. It's like just some yeah. timely, yeah, he's amazing not a Hall of play. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Flacco is – I'm joking. Like, Flacco obviously has more of a career than Nick Foles yeah. does. But, like, just some timely, incredible play punctuated sure. by incredible mediocrity. Yeah. Take on the whole. Yeah. I mean – But he might go in. Like, it's – Look. You know? I I think if I think if he plays for the Browns, plays well, Browns get to the playoffs, and they just win one game oh, in the playoffs – that might cement it. They might. That'd be great. And, you know, if if the Browns end up, like, going on a run this year and Flacco's the quarterback, oh boy. What a wild timeline that'd be. What a – just the fact that we're – that just the fact that we're probably going to see him in a Browns uniform is, on Sunday. It's pretty funny. It, yeah. It's insane. When when that Twitter picture came out of him, oh, like, boarding the plane, I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, I thought I thought either that was, like – a picture, I thought it was a fake. I thought, yeah, yeah, a picture from him like five years ago that somebody yeah, just randomly right, had. Right. But then I saw uh, there was one person in the picture who had like a Reds hat on or something. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, new logo or whatever. Maybe is, is he? <laughs> I don't know. That's so crazy. And then the next morning, it's like, yeah, the Browns are working out uh, former Ravens and Jets quarterback Joe Flacco. I'm like, holy crap! That was pretty shocking. So strange, um, anyway, Browns are seven and four. Um, no law. Lo- I mean, unless unless the Ravens uh, lose uh, today, they no longer control their own destiny for the AFC North. Unfortunately, uh, but they are still in a good position for a wild card. Um, we had some help today, a little bit of help, and uh, which we're going to go over here in a minute. Go birds. Uh, that's right. Go birds and uh, go Jags. I guess so. Question mark. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, so. But anyway, yeah. So the Browns fall seven and four. Uh, we unfortunately fall back to third in the AFC North because the 
the cockroaches that are the Pittsburgh Steelers just can let's fight away. You talk because they've they've not lost the division game besides to us so far. Is that is that? I believe so. Yeah, because they beat Baltimore and then they beat Cincinnati. Today. They're two and one in the AFC. They're North two and one. We're three and two. two. And three and That's two. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, so so they're by percentage points. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. But anyway. Uh. Yeah. So. Before we and get... and the Bengals are dead. Yeah. They're yeah, sure officially. Like we can. Yeah. We can. We can. We can carve out their tombstone on this season. They are dead. In so fact. We... In fact, I don't know if they're going to win another game all year. Which. I rose that exact which, question to Matthew earlier listen, today, and he was fighting me on it. Which, listen, That's I actually am not okay with that because uh, that means that they're probably going to end up with a top-10 draft pick, and they're going to get Joe Burrow back next year, and they're going to have a last-place schedule next year. Well, that's almost confirmed at this point. Right. There's six games left in the year. They'll win a few. Like they're, it's, it's, yeah, they're, they're done. I agree. I, they're, I don't think they're gonna go zero and six. Like, yeah, their schedule's tough. Yeah, but like, I just they're, think they're so. I just think they're so burrow dependent. They're mentally beaten down as well. I think, but like, I don't know. It's the NFL. They'll yeah. win a game. By two, record, Indianapolis and Minnesota are the worst teams that they have left to play. <laughs> yeah, I d- I'm, I'm serious. That I underscores I, how difficult it's I don't, gonna be for. I Cincinnati. don't know if they're gonna, they're gonna win another game, but we'll see. Anyhow, um, quick turn of attention to Pits, Pigskin Pick'em. Dan, you were 5-0 and last week, and this week has been no less fantastic. You Except are the six, freaking Browns. You are 6-1 and one so far wow. this week. Wait, that's not possible. No, it is. I picked the Browns. That's the one. And I lost one nah, okay. over Thanksgiving. My bad. 5-2. and two. Yeah. Fake well, news. Still, whatever. <laughs> Five and, two, integrity. five and two with uh, Baltimore Sorry. still pending uh, tonight. That game is currently ongoing. Uh, I did make my bets this week. Last week I went five and zero. Oh, I forgot to bet them. <laughs> there you go. I'm I, five and three so far this week. We text our picks back and forth between each mm-hmm. other, and then we're supposed to like actually go into our right. account and actually Lock place the bets. I forgot to place them. That's <laughs> nice in spirit. Yeah. The the interesting trend this week has been teams when they look bad they play bad. By this I mean Seattle going with their radioactive waste green on Thursday night that didn't work for them. The Jets came out wearing black on Black Friday. I, I sort of get the pun with it being Black Friday, but that didn't work out for them either. Uh, the only th- <laughs> Steve hates teams that do not have black as a part of their color scheme wearing black almost as much as he loves surprise onside kicks. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy Sean Payton just kind of instilled it in me that the surprise onside kick is the greatest play ever. That's true. That's yeah. what really it, it, over. It happens like once ever. And it, it's it's, like, it's, it's should like, do it. Keep it's, doing it. It's going to work. <laughs> it's the perfect time. That's right. You never know. It's all about the time. Because it worked once in a Super Bowl. That's right. It worked when it mattered. Anyway, turning our attention to around the league, we'll just kind of go through these quickly. So going back to Thursday, Turkey Day, the Lions, they laid an egg at home. They lost to the Packers 29-22. and This, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that the Lions lost on Thanksgiving. They usually do. I kind of had it. Well, they've never been good on Thanksgiving, really. They lose on every day. good this year, so you figured that they would win this game, but – how about this? Green I Bay. I had a feeling too, and I'm just like, no, just just pick the at, Lions. After everybody was burying Green Bay and writing them off, all of a sudden Green Bay's won two in a row. Yeah, and who and knows? In the, and the in NFC. The, in the NFC, 
not yeah. as hard to get in the playoffs on that side. Nope. So it's true. You know, they're still in it now. Um, Vikings have a big opportunity coming up on Monday night now to to close the gap in the NFC North race. Sure. Um, Dallas, they do what they do, and that's pound other teams on their home field. They defeat the Commanders and bad forty-five teams. to ten. Right. Yeah, right. They have not. You talked. You talked about it later in this season. We are going to get the Fugazi Bowl. Yeah, I might as well mention Miami right near, next after this. They pounded the Jets thirty-four to thirteen. Yep. You have Miami and Dallas are both eight and three. Neither and one of them have talk, beaten a winning team. We talk about all the great wins the Browns have at seven and four. They beaten San Fran, beaten Pittsburgh, beaten Baltimore, even beaten Indianapolis, who's over five hundred. Dallas and Miami have not beaten a single team over five hundred this season. They have a, a better record than the Browns do. Not, that is not a fair. One. I'm sorry. That's just. Well, you know what? You know what that just means. That just means both of them are going to have a rude awakening in their first playoff game, and both of those teams are probably going to lose in their first playoff game. Dallas is always good in the playoffs. What are you talking about? <laughs> Dallas doesn't play a single bad team the rest of the season, other than I think they play the Giants or the Commanders the last week. And yeah. Uh, until then, they're who are the Cowboys' losses? They're uh, Arizona, <laughs> who stinks. They lost to Arizona. They lost to Philly. Uh, when did Philly, that happen? <laughs> that was in Week Three. I forgot about. That. Uh, Philly was one, and then San Fran was the other. So like, yep. no shame in losing those two, but like, no. I mean, Arizona. Ugh. Arizona's barely a football team this yeah, year. Yeah, speaking of speaking of Arizona, well, actually, speaking of San Fran first, they pounded Seattle 31 Yeah, they're all the way back. Thursday night. They're they all the way back. Like, yeah, I don't know. They had their little, like— And I said it the whole time. Debo is their difference. Christian McCaffrey's the best running back in football. Brock Purdy, obviously, has been good. Their defense is out of this world, but Debo Samuel makes that team go, man. You just cannot—first of all, like, the way they run their offense and the, the type of player that Debo is— if he's out, you cannot replace him. So it's like they have to change their offense if he's out. And you're able to focus more on Christian McCaffrey. You're able to put more in the box. And you're able to focus. You can focus on McCaffrey and Ayuk. Um, and obviously George Kittle can hurt you too. But if you take those two guys out of the game, San Francisco is very mortal on offense. Yeah, San Francisco, the best way I can describe their season is like the dominant boxer or MMA fighter who looks great and then all of a sudden just gets caught with a straight right yeah. in, in the fourth or fifth round and then has to take a standing eight count, but then like he's recovered and now yeah. they're just he's back to killing people. So good metaphor. You know, it's <laughs> I like that. Because they had to play the the Browns, the Bengals beat him up out in San Fran it's just they had to play the AFC North. That's the thing. The rest of the league has an AFC North problem. And they've had it's that good pretty much the entire season. Why can't we be in the uh, in the, the NFC, NFC South. South? Yeah, I'm about to talk about the <laughs> NFC South because the Saints played the Falcons or today. the AFC South. Either of those divisions. Well, at least the AFC South is two, one team that was good and the other team was kind of good. I mean, it's because they play in that division. That's true. Mm-hmm. The Falcons played against the Saints today. Your boy Desmond Ritter, proud Cincinnati boy, Desmond Ritter, incredible player. He led the Falcons never to done win today, twenty-four to fifteen, and now. You've got the Falcons and Saints tied for the division lead at five and six. Wow. Go Falcons. Ugh. Those two interceptions were not a big deal. Desmond always had it under control. Cincinnati. We, sure. Always. sure. And we fine. talked about this probable scenario where the, the NFC South champion is going to be your fourth seed in the NFC. Yeah. Your probable fifth seed right now is going to be Dallas. <laughs> and you're thinking, well, Dallas is way better than New Orleans or Atlanta. But if not so any, fast, If there's any team other than the Chargers that could – Blow a situation like they this, could it'd gag probably, up a, yeah, probably be could Dallas. Gack a game. Yeah. That's right. You know? That's right. So well, Dallas or well, could you? Well, well, 
or if they have to play Atlanta. I mean, those are two teams that that oh, throw yeah. up I mean, all Atlanta over themselves. Oh, you know, that's exactly it. Like, that's if true. it is Dallas versus Atlanta, the teams will be falling <laughs> over themselves to try to give up the game away. I mean, if that's the case, I'm 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 obviously going to pick Dallas. Mm. Yeah. Never know. You mean after twenty eight after after twenty eight to three, you'd be a complete idiot to pick Atlanta That's to do not, anything. And and it didn't stop there. Like really over the didn't. years, just oh, so I many know. games, Atlanta's just gacked away in the second yeah, half of the except, fourth quarter. Except for except for when they play us <laughs> last year. Well, the Browns are a different, uh, different when they place. ran fifteen straight times and and scored on two straight touchdown drives, not throwing a single pass. Yeah, try that I'm on, not bitter. Yeah, try that on our all. defense this year. <laughs> I don't know. The Broncos uh, ran all over us today. It's true. That's a, uh, that's, that's another thing I want to say about our defense uh, or about the game today. Our defense stunk today. They're Injuries, not very man. good away from home. We did not they? have we did not have a sack in the game until the game was already over. We did not turn them over once. Oh no, we did turn them over once. Once we did. Okay, so I'll give them a little bit of credit there. And we couldn't stop the run. It was like a nosebleed. Continuing within the AFC North, the Steelers defeated the Bengals sixteen to ten. As we mentioned, the Steelers are now seven and Yawn. Four. The Bengals are the five Steelers and six and going in the wrong record. direction. In my lifetime. Um pretty much yeah. I mean, when were you born? Crazy. Ninety five. They haven't? I think, I think once. Actually it might have been yeah, in like the mid nineties. Well, we know for a fact Certainly they haven't not since the Browns came back. We know for a fact they haven't in the last sixteen years. Mike yeah. Tomlin's never had one. Which is unfathomable. It was either oh three or oh four because the Bengals and the Ravens were battling for the division title that year, and I know that the Steelers were not good, but but it's very rare. It's something that just doesn't happen organically. That's crazy, man. Um, in the the Titans, who we don't talk about much on this show, they got a win today, seventeen to ten over the Panthers, who are one yeah, of the uh, few teams that are even worse than they are. Yeah, it's that game, that about. game, uh, that game cost me a parlay because I had <laughs> over twenty. I had an alternate spread or alternate over of twenty seven and a half in that game. Alternate. Oh, oh gosh, you missed it by a half point. Yes. Oh, that's. What is what bad. is what does alternate spread mean? So you means. get to basically pick. Uh, like when you're betting, like uh-huh. like the like Vegas will set a line, like Browns yep. minus three, yeah, yeah, whatever. Right. Then you can go in and you can set like an an alternate. So like say, eh, you're not really feeling like Browns are favored by three in a game. You're not yep. really feeling it, but you want to bet the Browns. You can set it to like Browns minus four or Browns uh, minus one. Yeah, your odds your your, your, your odds will be yeah, worse. You'll it, go okay. from cool. like you'll go from like minus one ten to like yeah. minus one fifty. Gotcha. Cool. Um, and then over under same deal. So okay, you, know. you just set where you where basically. So with. basically, what I what what happened was I I set a parlay for like ten games today. Yeah, and I set alternate uh, alternate over unders on all of them. Right. So like games that I thought uh, were going to be high scoring. Right. I jacked the the over under up a lot and then right. took the under. Right. And then games I thought were going to be low. Right. I pulled down the. Um, the over under and then went over. So and the Titans ruined you. Yeah, I hit everything except for the top. Well, I don't know about this game going on right now. Anyway, we mentioned Indianapolis a couple times already. Indianapolis defeated Tampa today, twenty-seven to twenty. That gets them over five hundred. The only reason Tampa is still not folding up the tents at this point is because their division is horrible. Yep, and they're only a game out of the division lead at four and seven. Exactly. Go figure that. That brings me to my bark, bark, bark of the week. Um, this comes courtesy of the Giants-Patriots game. So 
Giants are leading this game by three. Patriots. This is the, uh, this is the fat this is like porn thir- game. There's like 30 <laughs> seconds left in the game. The Patriots are facing a third and seven on their own. On, no, on the Giants' 19. And they just decide to run the ball to set up a field goal. And then they miss the field goal and lose. So wild. I, I just. I don't understand teams that don't try to actually win the game and just. I don't know. That, that's just. You know, so the Patriots, they lose again. They're now two and nine. World's smallest final win for them. Yeah, no one's no one's sad for the people of New England. God, no. No. <laughs> Lose for the next 20 years That's for right. all I care. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The Jaguars and the Texans, that was the big game of the 1 o'clock window. And yep. this game ended in very heartbreaking fashion for the Texans. A 58-yard field goal goes doink off the crossbar. Oh. On the final play of regulation, I saw that. That was great. Could you imagine watching that, that game and like be like, like the kick goes on, and you're like, oh my god, it's gonna go in. Oh my god, does it have the distance? And then doink right off the. Oh my god, so brutal. I have no emotional investment in either of those teams whatsoever. And right. like, my heart just fell. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Especially because like like the Texans are like the. Um, uh, they're like the sweetheart team of the year sure. with, with yeah, the way CJ Stroud is playing yep. and. You know, everybody expected the Texans to suck this year. Like, who would have thought they'd be over 500 and no. playing meaningful, very meaningful yeah. games? Nope. And had the Texans won this game, they beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville earlier this season. They would have been in first place. Yeah. But instead, the Jaguars now have a two-game lead. So huge win for Jacksonville in that one. Yep. I believe as of this moment, the Jaguars are actually the number one seed in the AFC, too. Yeah, I think so. Pending Baltimore's result. Yeah, Kansas City is... Well, they're eight and three. Oh, their game. Well, their game hadn't gone final yet. I ah. guess when I'm, when they put that graphic up. Oh, okay. speaking of Kansas City, they defeated the Raiders thirty-one to seventeen. They fell well, well behind yeah. early in this game. They were down fourteen nothing in that game. Just came, you know, Kansas City reminded everybody, oh yeah, we still have a great offense. Yeah, you know, I put up a sort whole bunch of. of points and won that game Sometimes. fairly easily. In going the end. in going into this week, the Browns had scored more points than the than the Chiefs. That was last That's week. actually pretty shocking. Given yeah, I know. I, it seems like a long time ago, but yeah, the Browns have had games. I mean, you want to talk about 30s. a team that's had that has had trouble with the drops? They lost a game uh, sure last did. week uh, last because week. because yeah, their receiver dropped a wide open pass Valdez for a Scantling. touchdown. Yeah, that was hard to watch. Last game of the, well. Down to just two games left now. One of them was a total, almost totally irrelevant game. The Rams playing against the Cardinals. The Rams won this game, thirty-seven to fourteen. The Rams are five and six. That is our opponent next week. And I don't know if it's just the schedule's not being nice to us, but like the Rams were another team that we looked a few weeks ago. We're like, oh, there's no way we wouldn't beat this team. But yeah. now they go to Seattle. Well, no, right. they they win at home against Seattle. Now they pound Arizona at the Giant Toaster, and now all of a sudden. They look like a competent team again now that we got to play them. So. Well, it's it's for me. I think if, if we if we get our guys back healthy that got injured uh, today, and assuming Flacco plays, um, I still think we will beat the Rams. I really, even though they've won the last two weeks and they won in Seattle, I I still don't think they're very good. They're really not. But we'll see. That brings us to the last game. The by far the best game of the day between Buffalo and Philadelphia. Oof. This game was just a the second half of this game was just a heavyweight battle. Teams throwing haymakers at each other and ultimately ended up going to overtime thanks to an unbelievable kick by Jake Elliott. 59 yards in the rain. It's a beauty. 
to tie the game. Buffalo ends up getting a field goal on the first possession of overtime, and then there was a controversial call on the Eagles' possession where A.J. Brown, did he, was it a catch, was it not? They called it no catch on the field. I have a strange feeling that if this game was played in Buffalo, that play may have been called the opposite way. Well, it depends. It depends on what they would have called on on the field. I didn't think it was a. I didn't think it was a, a fumble. I I thought it was incomplete. I didn't think he. Uh, I think it was easier to try and trick yourself into believing it was fumble in really slow a motion. Play. But I think yeah, it, uh, being so fast in real time, I just don't think. I just don't think you can call that on the field as a fumble. And that's one of those things where if they would have called it a fumble on the field, it probably doesn't get overturned either. Hard to confirm. There yeah. was a there was yeah. a very similar play that happened in the I think Alabama Auburn game the day before mm-hmm. where it was it, it went the other way. I think it was a little bit more cut and dry but like it it, it, it receiver had just caught and it became a fumble and it was it was pivotal to the game. Yeah. And I I think that was in my mind. I was like, "Oh, it's going to happen again. Like this is going to be the, the yeah. game." But yeah, it's hard when they show the slow-mo replays a bunch of times. You're yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah." Hey, good for us though, because that would have sure. that would have given yeah. Buffalo the win. The Eagles were in the end zone three plays later and celebrating a walk off victory, thirty seven to thirty four over Buffalo. They just this, it's their their season has been so weird because like they're ten and one. You would think like they would be the clear cut best team in the league, but I still don't think they're playing particularly well. Oh, Steve disagrees. Go get him. Yeah, Steve. we could we could go all day and all night on this one. I mean, you just. Look at the teams they played against and beat just even within the last two weeks. You know, say what you want about Buffalo. I don't think Buffalo is very good at this point, but there seems to be this thought that they're still a contender, even though they're only six and six. Yeah. They beat them. They've beaten the Chiefs. They've beaten Dallas. They've beaten pretty much all comers at this point. They play San Fran next week. So, like, as far as I'm concerned, all the Eagles detractors, you got one more week. <laughs> If the Eagles beat San Fran, you all need to shut up until the playoffs because this is ridiculous. Like the, it seems like the goalposts keep getting moved every week, and it's like, how much do you want? Like, th- are you just that hungry for the Eagles to just beat a team by thirty? Like, I just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they look pretty good from where I'm sitting too. I agree. <sighs> but in either no, case, is, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying that I, I they're ten, they're ten and one, but they're they're. All of their games are within like yeah. three, four, five points. They look mortal. I get it. It's not that they look mortal. I'm just saying, like, you know, I don't know. Anyway, looking at the broader picture, and also, standings. and also, by the way, aside from one game, every single one of their tough games have been at home. It's convenient. Next one's coming at home too. Yeah, they finally get a tough game on the road when they got to play Dallas in two weeks. But again. It's Dallas. They haven't beaten a good team all year. How good are the Cowboys? Not at least with the Eagles, team. you could give me the argument that they've beaten a bunch of good teams. Right. The Cowboys have beaten nobody, just like the Dolphins. Yeah. Well, if you look at the totality of the picture now, starting on the NFC side, Philadelphia is the top seed. Uh, Detroit, no, actually, San Fran might be the number two seed now. Eight and three. Detroit is also eight and three. You got land New Orleans sitting five and six. One of them is gonna, or Tampa four and seven. One of them is gonna snake their way in because their division is terrible. Sure. Dallas is your top wild card at eight and three. Minnesota and Seattle at six and five are Minnesota your, are your six <laughs> and seven seeds. And we mentioned Green Bay earlier, five and six. They're still kind of in, it. and the Rams are now on the periphery of it too at five and six. 
uh, a game out. So next week's yeah. game is humongously important for the Rams. They they managed to beat the Browns. They'd be like back in the thick of the in the hunt there. We've got to win. We've got to win. Then you come to the AFC side, and my goodness gracious, it could not be any more jammed up than a traffic jam on I-90. You've got the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Jaguars, and the Chiefs all 8-3 and three at the moment. Baltimore is playing right now, so they will have a chance to go ahead or go behind. They're up 10-3 at halftime. As they have not had their bye week yet. They finally have their bye next week, I believe. After that, your wild cards are Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and then you got three other teams at six and five. I mean, this is ridiculous. So right now we would so Indianapolis, right now, Houston, and Denver. So as it stands right now, who are the Browns playing in the in wild card weekend? So it would be six seeds. I'm not even sure I can answer that question because <laughs> complex question. Kansas City, I think, is the top seed. Jacksonville, I think, is second. I think Miami would be third. Oh, right please. Now. <laughs> Please give me those Fugazi, uh, whatever word you want to put in. I do Not think it would be Browns Oh, I want to play right Miami. Now. Which is, honestly, yeah, it is probably our best on the board, other the than one. maybe if you want to go with Baltimore because we've already beaten them out there. But uh, I'm not putting money on the Browns beating Baltimore twice in Baltimore. Yeah, I'd pass on that too. So the NFL is so strange right now when you with the seven teams in each conference plus like the shitty division inequity like you, you have yeah. all these bad teams that are still in the hunt and you're like how yep. is this how are we talking about it would be Miami well, by the way well, that's the Packers kind of a, and the that's Falcons. kind of an NFC thing like on the AFC there's yeah, no the divisional AFC's, inequity yeah, like <laughs> that's true it's mostly the NFC they're all up there and also the Pittsburgh Steelers are seven and four they have a minus twenty three point differential but they always find a way. That always chaps your ass, doesn't it? Oh, I <laughs> hate it. Differential. <laughs> today, today is the first game the whole year where they've outgained their opponent in yardage. <laughs> first, <laughs> they do this stuff all the time, though. There's something. And to it's be said only about because it. Joe Burrow didn't play. It's not because they're good, right? <laughs> it's true, man. So, like, who is the anti-Steelers? Who is the team with the? Best point differential, but is bad. It's got to be the Chargers. Boom. It's, <laughs> plus 21, and they're 4 and 6. <laughs> that's, yeah, it has to be. By the way. <laughs> they do this all the time. I, I think Atlanta alluded to previously about Atlanta gagging things away. Atlanta has taken the focus off of L.A. for a, a number of years, but the Chargers have been doing this just as bad and just oh, as yeah. hard for so long. Anyway, yeah. please continue. Sorry. By the way, the point differential also – is a main reason why Dan might still be a skeptic on the Eagles. They're only plus 64. That's what I'm saying. The fact that they're 10 and 1. By contrast, San Francisco, let's say, is plus 140, but they're actually not first in the league. First in the league in point difference is Dallas. Plus 160. Because their schedule sucks. Right. And listen, they they, they won on Thanksgiving by 35 points. Hello? Yeah, that helped. I mean, come on. That one guy in Dallas, how many pick sixes does he have? Five. Five. <laughs> That's so crazy. Ended up, ended up in the Salvation Army Bowl. Love now, that. No, didn't yeah. didn't he hit have his sixth on Thanksgiving? Did he? Oh man. I saw I I saw a stat for five. That could have been six though. Five or know. six, whatever. I mean, either, either way, way it's, it's insane. It's insane. insane amount of fixes. It is insane. Yeah. I love it. And going into today, Kenny Pickett had six touchdown passes this year. <laughs> six! Hey, they got seven Six. wins. He's played every game. Six TD passes, seven wins. <laughs> uh, 
Deshaun Watson's. Not if you can't tell, I hate that freaking team. That. <laughs> he's probably really got a, got a similar amount, if I had to guess. Yeah, well, he's only played four games. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're we're a little angry at this point, just with how unfair the world is that the Browns have to play all these good teams and they get all these guys injured. And these listen to this, Kenneth Pickett <laughs> has played in eleven games this year he has six touchdown passes it's not great his team won today zero touchdown passes you can't picks? tell me with a straight face that mitchell trubisky would be doing worse huh? than that how many how many interceptions is he four <laughs> it's a wet bag of nothing I, exactly you love trubisky <laughs> there's no way he'd Cleveland be doing boy. that bad like come on yeah, he'd probably be, he'd probably be doing just as well. I agree, if not better. Anyway, all right. Well, hey, yeah, we're not we're not angry or bitter today. Certainly not. Browns played great today, didn't they? Absolutely. No nope. Browns. Uh, yeah. So Browns once again. Browns lose to Denver. Fall to seven and four on the season. Massive game next Sunday uh, in Los Angeles uh, against the Rams. I do have to close the show on this note. It may have been a zero 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 week across the state for gridiron football, as yeah. in the Browns, the Bengals, and the Ohio State Buckeyes. But Woof. in association football, it was a great week inside the state where FC Cincinnati defeated Philadelphia Union, won nothing in the MLS quarterfinals, and Columbus Crew defeated Orlando SC two nothing. So, so they, it will be shout out. Go ahead, go, go. It will be the Hell is Real Derby in the, in the semifinal, the conference final for the right to go to the MLS Cup final. Wow. Next week. That's Absolutely pretty exciting. That. Where's Very that game exciting. at? TQL Stadium in Cincinnati. Oh, damn. I, was, I, I, would, I would consider going to Columbus. Shout out. Uh, oh, you won't drive the extra hour and a half to Cincy? No. That's a long way. Ah. No. Seven-hour round trip is tough. I would imagine the game's probably not on a weekend. Oh, I think it is. How is it? I think. That's well, dumb still, if not. I still, I don't. Uh, yeah. The Western, uh, two Western games are going on today. and I'm It's, on, it's on, it's next Saturday. Houston Dynamo defeated Sporting Kansas City 1-0, and Seattle Sounders and LAFC are playing right now. Go FCC. Shout out Chris Albright, GM of FCC, who is, what, our cousin-in-law, I guess, technically, is what yes. that would be. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Go That's Chris cool. Albright. Yeah, that's sick. He's the GM He's of FCC. GM. Yeah. What a year they've had. Supporter oh, Shield champion it. and, and still in it for the MLS Cup, too. Killing it. Go crew. I mean, they're cool, too. No disrespect <laughs> to the crew. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks, Matt, for uh, joining us. Welcome home. Honor and a privilege. Uh, you can follow us on social media. At Stiffs McGee. Do you have anything? Except, oh, you, you yeah, named your... Yeah, just Matt right. and Veronica. That's right. K, with dots know. and dots stuff. Dots and stuff. I don't know. Figure, uh, 50 <laughs> followers. It's great. <laughs> I'm at Daniel J. Ford. You can follow the show at the LOTL podcast. We appreciate you guys listening as always. And uh, we will catch you guys next week after hopefully a big Browns win. So for Steven, Matthew, I'm Dan. You've been listening to the LOTL Browns postgame show. And uh, have a good week, everybody. See ya.